everybody. Welcome to our lovely, lovely podcast, Distant Chatter. Uh, my name is Joan and I'm here with my co-host, Emre. Hey, hello, everyone. Hey, so I'm from America. He's from Turkey. Where is our guest from today? <laughs> From Germany. Sorry, was I supposed to say that or someone else? I'm sorry. I don't know, taking. really. Today we've got Lily. Hallo, Lily. Willkommen zu unserer schönen Show. Schön dich zu sehen. Wie geht es ich nennen? You sound like a German speaking in a Russian accent. <laughs> But well done anyways. Thank you. Didn't mean to be rude. No, it's funny. Uh, it's great. So Everyone reacts like this. Um, I can say Gesundheit. That's about all I can say in German. Very helpful. Yes, yes, Definitely. very helpful. <laughs> Especially during that season. So, willkommen. We get as This is a big problem. Whenever you put anything into a translator, it will automatically switch the you, which might be, you know, like just a personal you, into the formal German, um, like third person which makes this like super formal, yeah, which which sounds always super stupid. And I was working a lot with refugees who would learn exactly that and they would always use the super formal third person plural with me, uh, which is super ridiculous. So, but this is a big problem because every translator I know does this because we're Germans are, I mean, the thing is, what, what do these translators think? We Germans are much more rude than they expect <laughs> us to be, to be honest. But anyway, sorry for interrupting. No, you're not interrupting. You're our guest. We're excited to hear from you. You can say whatever you want anytime. So, how are you? How is it going? Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> how are you? What are you? Who are you? <laughs> uh well I'm, i'm so many well um uh no i i'm i'm lily first of all uh and i'm a student from germany i study something that has a very vague name and its contents are even more vague it's called Ooh. global studies i study <laughs> at three different universities in the world one in berlin one in argentina buenos aires and one in uh, new delhi india and uh, right now i'm in none of these places but i'm in tanzania and yeah that's i think that's the most basic thing to s say about me right now what do you do there um i i, I don't know <laughs> i study um and i i uh, took a semester like not a break but like some something like a break and now i'm do like doing something like volunteering but also i'm just waiting for my um Arabic course to start in Cairo because I will move to Cairo in one month Ooh. and I will see my home country in six months oh you're moving to Cairo soon wow yeah excited have you have you learned a little bit of Arabic or are you going in there with zero Arabic I uh, know I'm actually trying to learn that language since ever since oh. 2015 to be precise um but uh, it's quite confusing because there's so many dialects and now I eventually specialized for the Egyptian Arabic and um I think I can already get along with it, but I want to do some um, research with it. So I need to improve rapidly. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. I, I love learning languages, but I haven't started on Arabic yet. Yeah, it's a challenging one. Are you gonna? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to learn Arabic. It's just like I'm, I'm working through the most populous languages. So I've already done Chinese, Spanish. Now I'm doing Russian. Wow. And Arabic's like, you know what? Honestly, I'm probably going to move Arabic after Italian just for fun. Just because I want to learn Italian. <laughs> wow. I know how to read in Arabic, but I don't know what to read. That's so cool. I don't know if it's cool or not. I don't know. 
but it's a cool language. Though Turkish people learn, I, mean, I don't want to be offensive, but I was in Turkey and I was learning reading Arabic with children. And the teach this was funny because there were some Syrian children and they knew the pronunciation of the Arabic much better than the teachers. So uh, <laughs> Arabs often make fun of Turkish people pronouncing Arabic. I don't know what about you, Amra. Maybe you're, you're a surprising case. I don't know. I think they are right. I'm not so good. Probably funny. Yeah, funny is good enough. I had to learn Turkish at some point because I was living in Turkey. Uh, and I think it's the most difficult language that I've ever learned because the whole structure is totally counterintuitive. Uh, I'd say, or like at least from, from my language, you know. So you have in, in English and in most of the Roman languages, you have this very basic structure of, oh, I go to school, ich gehe zur Schule. Mm -hmm. But in Turkish, you just put it around, which is <laughs> like totally, you put the object somewhere else and it's, uh, it's a mess. And you have to, and you have to think about this while speaking. So this was one of the toughest language. I mean, not that I learned it, but while, learn while learning it or while trying to learn it, I struggled a lot. Tell me about it. Feels exactly the same when I learn in English. It's totally different sentence structures. Which is sometimes how it feels while I'm learning other languages. <laughs> Have you ever tried German? I haven't. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, Why did you do that? You tried every language. <laughs> so when I was in middle school, we had four years of different languages. We had like a year of French and a year of German, Spanish and Japanese. And like the whole idea was to help us choose what language we want to study in high school. But then by the time I got to high school, all those programs had been canceled except Spanish. So I just had like one weird semester of German in like fifth grade. So I remember... Danke, bitte, all of that stuff, but not much more. I took a German class in high school, but I don't know anything about German. And I didn't like the German language, you know, as a subject. <laughs> I don't like it. No offense, but I think it's very ugly language. Yeah, I mean, well... given the fact that we're all <laughs> offensive here. Uh, I, I like that comment actually because I think I think it's true. I would never recommend anyone to learn German unless you get to that level where you can read poetry. Because once you read like reach the level of poetry, it's it's an amazing, amazing language because it is very subtle. It can, you know, get, go really into very sub subtle differences um, because it has a lot of prepositions and so on and so forth. But, you know, just for speaking, it's a kind of an ugly language, I agree. No, the only thing I like is, but I think this is the case in every language. I mean, maybe we can check that right now. But you know these, these words that describe a sound? You know, like, for example, oh. I don't know what's like murring when a cat, you know, when, when the, uh -huh. the sound that a cat makes. We call it in German like schnurren. Which is like, you know, you have this, you have the sound oh. of the sound, actually. And there's some cute words that we have For that the have these. Purring? It's schnurren? Yeah, schnurren. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schnurren. schnurren. Yeah, yeah, it has the sound, you know, and we have many of these, uh -huh. many of these words that have these, I don't know, feel like cute sounds. Um But, but this is something you can only learn, like, when, once you speak the language for at least, like, 10 years. So I think. If you don't plan to learn uh, like German longer for longer than 10 years, then don't do it because it's not worth it. I'm sorry. <laughs> John, do you know what Mark Twain says about German language? Uh, I, I don't know what Mark Twain says about it. Probably something about all the words are backwards and inside out, not the Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> He says, never knew before what eternity was made for. It is to give some of us a chance to learn German. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Good one. What's your favorite poet, Lily? Um, myself. No, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. I, I don't know. Um, this this was so damn arrogant, man. Um, no, I'm. Um, <laughs> It's okay. The problem is, 
I, I don't I don't know. Okay, share one of your poem then. I uh, know that's uh, whew, no, that's uh, that that will make me so nervous. No, like uh, to, to be honest, I think I, I'm really into uh, Hermann Hesse, who's not a uh, um, he's not a poet, but he's a writer. His language is is very poetic, very um, eloquent, and and beautiful. Do you know this guy? Uh, Amory slowly lifts a picture into view. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Rainer Maria Rilke. It's not German, but German language poet. No? Yeah, it's okay. Austrian, I think. Yeah, originally. You don't know? What a shame. Yeah, what what a shame, really. Uh, I I don't I don't know anything about German poets. I just read stuff and I like it. Okay, there's one particular poem that I love so much. So if you may, <laughs> we're gonna read the poem in Turkish, English, and German. Perfect. Oh, okay. Is it cool? This is amazing. Okay, I'll read first in Turkish, okay? In my sexy tone. Okay, I'll do my best. <gülüyor> Erselik saatlerde yağar yere, yüzlerini sabaha döndürünce sokaklar. Umduğunu bulamamış üzgün yaslı, ayrılınca birbirinden gövdeler ve insanlar karşılıklı nefretler içinde yatarken aynı yatakta yan yana akar, akar yalnızlık ırmaklarca. Ay... Uh... Course down in the twilight hours when all streets turn towards morning and all bodies which have found nothing leave each other sad and let down. And when people who hate each other have to sleep together in one bed, then loneliness goes with the rivers. Was that sexy enough? I like the part where I said sad and let down. That's sexy. I know. Let's see the original <laughs> original language. Regnet hernieder in den Zwitterstunden, wenn sich nach Morgenwänden alle gassen. Und wenn die Leibe welche nichts gefunden, enttäuscht und traurig voneinander lassen. Und wenn die Menschen, die einander hassen, in einem Bett zusammen schlafen müssen, dann geht die Einsamkeit mit den Flüssen. Well, this is beautiful. Thank you, Lily. That was... Um... I couldn't get the vibe in German. Yeah, because the language itself is not that... Um, like, the, the sound itself is not so beautiful, I'd say. So you said yeah. you read perfect then? I, I read it perfect, of course. I mean, I did my best. I put all my emotions, my heart, my whole, the energy of my day into it. That was your whole energy? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, but it's, um, sounds, it's very nice. It's a nice poem. Thank you for choosing this one. It's a good one. But um, you need to understand the, the German words. I think, I think what's super interesting um, is that you can put any preposition in front of any verb, verb in German and this will give it like a certain meaning. For example, any verb can get a direction. This language is extremely, um, has, has a lot of opportunities to give very subtle meanings to anything. Wow. Um, I'm catching from the first line that I think the word twilight is uh, Zwitterstunden. Is that no. right? No. No. Oh. This is like this is an old damn German word um, oh. that I've never heard before. By the way, actually, twilight is not so good translation. I think in between would be more proper. Rains down in the in between hours. Okay, but what I wanted to know with that is uh, if the movies and books Twilight in German are called Zwitterstunden. I thought that would be pretty cool. I think they're called Twilight. Oh, fine. Um. <laughs> Do you know what? It's Turkish. Uh, Twilight. No. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so well. Do you know what it's called? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
Oh, that's fine. Emre, where are you from from Turkey? Ankara. Ankara, okay. Do you know? I feel like, in, uh, yeah, I've been there, but I, I like Turkish to me, I don't know whether it's a certain dialect from somewhere, but it always to me sounds, I don't know, just a little bit girly. You know, it's like, oh, so don't steal my son. You know, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like it's always, it's, it's like, so, I don't know, it's like, I mean, the, if you if you learned Arabic before, which is like, you know, which has this like, these hard sounds and then Turkish is like, oh, you know, like, you know Turkish. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, know the basic phrases. I was in Turkey last year and I was very happy to notice that I still can order some stuff, but with lots of misunderstandings and I'm too shy to clarify these. So I, I, I rather eat something that I didn't order. What's the worst thing you've ever ate that you ordered on accident? Like anywhere in the world? Um, actually, yeah, it was in Turkey. And it's, uh, I forgot, and now I forgot what it's called. Um, it's, it's literally just a sandwich with, um, with um, fries in it, with nothing else. Nothing else? Pazzo. Pazzo or something like this? Um, and it, yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous dish it's, it's I'm sorry but it's ridiculous but pazzo is potato and sausage together oh. okay yeah it, it didn't have it didn't have a sausage it was just like basically a sandwich with fries in it and, and not even not even like nothing no sauce nothing oh my god nothing. I have made that same sandwich when I was drunk one time in China I accidentally ordered a whole goose because I confused the word for hungry and goose and I ordered a whole, a whole goddamn goose, like, like a whole goose. Isn't that expensive? And it was so expensive and it was awful yeah, and no. I hated it. And my friends loved it. At least my friends ate goose. It came out and I was like, what is this? And they're like, this is your goose. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> What's your favorite food, Lily? Uh, Syrian and Lebanese food in general, I'd say. No, in Germany. In Germany? Oh God, oh. What, a, what a question. Um, no, we have, we have good dishes subjectively speaking i think that we have a great uh culture of we call it coffee on kuchen which is like um yeah coffee and cake uh around afternoon and we have amazing cakes um like with fruits in it apple cake apple like kind of stuff like apple crumble and so on and so forth so cakes in general in germany very good um strudel uh strudel but this is like the thing is i think there's something very substantial to know about germany that um, Southern German culture is always that like that representative of German culture, but it's actually only a thing in Southern Germany. So, and I come from the East. I come from um, the suburbs of Berlin. So I have nothing to do with Schroeder. <laughs> uh, and I think it's also a little bit more like, uh, like it's Austrians in Switzerland and in Southern Germany, maybe it's like that region and um I, I but i recently had to think about this um super disgusting sounding um dish which is called um zenf i am it's i am it's salsa which is like eggs with mustard sauce and when oh. you google it you will not find any um picture that makes that, that dish look delicious but it actually is I, I i personally like it um but it's basically uh, eggs cook, cooked in a in a mustard kind of sauce um oh that sounds <laughs> very german somehow <laughs> yeah yeah it is indeed it what, is. What? okay in turkey in turkey um oh god i have been to turkey just recently so i couldn't name like every breakfast turkish breakfast is with with a simit and minimin, 
I love it. It's like fresh break, gözleme, uh, and um, uh, and uh, I I love I love manta. Manta is I, everybody loves manta, and it's like very like this, but a very very small. And then you add um, yogurt with a lot of garlic, and uh, some tomato paste with oil, and it's damn delicious. I make oh. I make actually since I've been in Turkey, it's my my coming home food. When I, you know, when I come home and I'm super tired because it's very easy and quick and super delicious. Um, so Turkish food is admittedly very good. What about American food? What's your favorite American food? I'm just kidding. We stole our all our food from Germany. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Burger. I don't know. We got so many different kinds of burgers, but most of our food is just like we took it from other places and then we added more cheese. <laughs> Which is amazing. Why would you not do that? I, I think this is a really important contribution to food in general. Any kind. I of think so. Food. I'm from Wisconsin. That's like the cheese state. So. Oh God, there's a cheese state. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're called America's Dairyland, and people from Wisconsin are called cheeseheads because the football team, the Packers, they wear. Um, the, the team doesn't wear it. The team wears helmets because they should, but um, the fans wear these big hats made out of um, plastic foam, but it's yellow cheese. It's like triangular hat. Charming. America, always fascinating. I don't know. <laughs> Turkish cheese is very good as well. I'm sorry, I have to I have to mention that as well to give credits to the Turkish cheese. Very good. And that's by the way, in Tanzania, they don't eat cheese at all. And I'm dying to get to Cairo to get like finally some cheese. Not that the like cheese in Cairo would be good, but at least they have cheese like more easily available. Tanzania has very beautiful tropical fruits. Amazing. As yeah. far as I know. John, I have been to Tanzania, you know? I didn't know you've been to Tanzania. That's cool. Uh, Zanzibar, actually. That's that's a place that to an American, it sounds fake. Like Zanzibar is somewhere that like we would use to say, um, if something's really, really far away, we say uh, Timbuktu. And then Zanzibar is like one of the most exotic places. Like, ooh, it's the finest spices from Zanzibar. So I always thought uh. it was a fake place. I never thought it was real. <laughs> it was a cool place. Yeah, you have been to also, right, Lily? Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, just recently. How did you get there from Tanzania? And they have a ferry, which is incredibly quick. I fly by the little cute plane. Oh. And it was so cool that I sat next to a pilot. Wow. You know, it would have been your responsibility to fly the plane if that pilot like had a heart attack. Because you were sitting up there, you would have had to fly it. Yes. I prayed during the fly, please drive safe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and it was also cool. Our hotel was in front of the house where Freddie Mercury was born. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh well, no. Then I was not. I was actually. I was thinking they they're making a joke because I was like, no, Freddie Mercury wasn't born here. Come on. And I was like, <laughs> why would why would he be born in Zanzibar? But he was born in Zanzibar. Yeah, you see the house, right? Yeah. He was born in Zanzibar. That's like, um, that used to be one of my fun facts. Like when I was in high school and I wanted to impress people, I'd be like, when Bohemian Rhapsody is playing, I'm like, you know, Freddie Mercury was born in Zanzibar. <laughs> I thought I was so cool telling people that. <laughs> How, how did how cool did the people find it? That's the question. Not, I guess. not cool at all. Not cool. No. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> No, oh, no. Cool. Whenever Queen came up, I immediately asked people, do you know where Freddie Mercury was born? And they, and they not know. And I said, Zanzibar. And I have been, I've been there. 
but as far as I remember, it's not in the movie. And I think the movie is very decisive for people's idea about Freddie Mercury and Queen in general. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, really? It's. I don't think it was in the movie, but it was in. It was like a prominent point in the movie that his um, family is not like they're from somewhere else. I forget if they're are they Indian or. One of his parents was Persian, and the other one was um, Indian Muslim, um, which is very co- like Zanzibar actually. East Africa in general is super interesting because East Africa is the place where you can see that globalization happened way before what we think globalization is like has started because it's like since since the last like thousand years there has been trade and so there are many many Indians here many Arabs um this this like this place has been ruled by Portuguese by um Omanis uh by British by German by everyone actually almost wow um so this is super multicultural here there's so much Arab influence and even Swahili like the language here is only I think is barely 50 percent of traditional African languages the rest is Portuguese Arabic German and English. May I ask about your scarf? Yeah, ask what? Yalla. The the headscarf or unusual for a German, I think. Uh, yeah, I con- I converted to Islam five years ago. Mashallah, mashallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> yeah, things like that. That's how we <laughs> greet each other. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> yeah, wa alaikum salam. Congratulations. Cool choice. You have chosen brand new religion. <laughs> Classy, huh? Uh-huh. Classy choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you used to believe before? I, I used to go, I mean, my, my parents, they come from the part, uh, like the former GDR. So they're pretty much atheists. But for some reason, they thought it's a nice idea to, you know, baptize me. So I was basically a Protestant. Um, so afterwards, uh, I was pretty much a very hardcore atheist. Um, and then five years ago I mean then I became a bit interested you know like 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 the spiritual but a little bit problematic white fascination of Buddhism um what uh, was which it the reaction to your family um no no and I, I think actually there's this ah uh, there's something very nice uh um theologist some 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 days said to me he said you don't convert um between religions but you convert between levels of depth you know so i would say that even being an atheist i was always very philosophical and always very you know like someone who thinks a lot and deeply about meaning of life and so on and so forth but uh yeah islam is is yeah and it's a very spiritual story to say how why islam and why not something else right Because this is a valid question. People ask me, oh, why not Christianity? Why not this? Why not that? Uh, and I cannot explain it because it's just that I had this. <laughs> with the Quran. And uh, so so it's you could say, I'm, I wouldn't say it's random that it's Islam, but it's it's not for rational reasons. It's not for. I'm curious, how did your parents or friends react that? Um, I think my, I mean, that was unfortunately, I mean, that was in a time where many women converted and went to Syria uh, to, to, you know, to join uh, ISIS. So oh. I think my parents were legitimately very, very worried. And that was because I was not in Germany. I mean, I was, I converted in Germany, didn't tell my parents that I went to Turkey. 
uh, for a volunteer service, like very innocent thing. But then I called my parents and said, hey, I converted to Islam. So for them, this must have been shocking, you know, like, damn, our daughter just disappeared to Turkey, which is like so close to Syria. And she converted to Islam. How is happening right now? But it was very innocent. I was just like, you know, I was just converting, going to Turkey for this volunteer service. Nothing happened. Like, And I think that most of my friends, they know that my personality didn't change. You know, it just added some spice. And all of a sudden I would, you know, pray five times a day and not drink alcohol and these these things. Um, um, it Actually, I have quite a good relation to my parents in these terms. They don't get it, I think. They don't understand it, but they, they are atheists. Uh, they've never believed in anything, so it's it's okay. I love your scarf, by the way. I don't like the people cover their heads in here in fashion way. In Turkey? Yes, we are terrible at covering <laughs> covering hairs. It's not stylish. To be honest, like Amre, I get what you mean because I know that in uh, like among hijabis, you know, it's very common that some Turkish women they put something like an alien head. They put so much head scarves under the head scarf that it uh -huh. really looks that they have an alien head. Alien head. <laughs> alien head was very good. And I don't know how this became fashionable. I Obviously, I don't cover my hair. I have, um, at the time of this podcast, I have like hot pink and blue rainbow hair. Um, but my Facebook always thinks I want to. And they show these big, it's like a giant scrunchie that they put under the turban I'm just, or under the hijab. And I'm like, whoa, I always thought that was their hair. <laughs> no, it's not. Can I ask a question? Um, it's similar to the, what's the worst meal you've ex accidentally ordered? And, um, and I know that prayer is really private. So like, if it's wrong to ask, it totally shut me down. But I was wondering what's the, since you have to pray five times a day, what's like the worst place you've ever had to pray? Like, I don't know if you've ever gotten stuck in like, this airport is a bathroom. beautiful question. <laughs> oh my God. I love the question. Oh, good. Um, good. <laughs> I've, I've been praying in very crazy places, I have to say, but the worst, like, I remember in the beginning when I was not telling my parents about it, I had to pray, you know, somewhere where they cannot, where I, I thought they might be angry if they see me. So I was trying to hide somewhere and you should actually not pray in the bathroom. Um, it's probably, that's probably I, wrong to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you should not yeah. do this, but, yeah. but I have, we have this one bathroom where we, that, which is more like a bathroom and not with a toilet, but there's this, you know, I don't like this urinal. So I kind of covered this and uh, I was like, I mean, in the beginning and, and the thing is like, yeah, it might be wrong, but the thing is the intention is still the same. Okay, Lily, fill in the blah blahs, okay? Fill in the blanks? Blah blahs, but keep it short, please. Fill in the blah blahs? Is that how you guys say it? That's cute. I like it. I'm proud of my blah blah. Aesthetic sense. I don't know. Uh, my religion, everything. <laughs> Ooh, aesthetic. You do have a very cool aesthetic. From the moment you called, I was like, I like her vibe. Oh, I feel flattered. Okay, people always think that I am blah blah, but I'm not. Um, but I'm. Uh, oof. People always think that I am um, smart, <laughs> but, but, but I'm pretending. But I'm pretending. I am really tired of explaining myself to people about blah blah. Um, about whether I shower with my job they think you shower with it i mean that's i mean to be honest it's not um it happens rarely but the fact that this question still exists is shocking oh that's a yeah, yeah that's an inappropriate question to ask it out of the blue 
<laughs> I had much more inappropriate questions. It's it's crazy how people think all of a sudden you you can ask me anything. On the other hand, what's even more annoying is people who are like, well, um, I've seen you and I I'm I'm so curious, you know, like I don't know, I don't want to be, uh, and then they like you know explain like for two minutes how they don't want to be rude just to ask a simple question like, are you Muslim? You know, it's so both both things annoy are annoying a bit. Um, but yeah. I wish we were more easygoing about it as people here, here in Tanzania, they're amazingly cool about it. What is what is popular in Germany right now, Lily? Popular in Germany. Who is big in Germany? In music? And in, in Germany of I think I think what recently really came up is like uh, the the rap the rap scene. Like rap became super uh, popular and I don't like it. Yeah. And the thing is like I, I, I like rap a lot, but what's like these new rap kind of people that's that's a bit it's a bit pathetic um oh. because like in the 90s germany had in the 90s germany had really good rappers and hip hoppers and so on and so forth so give me a name mm. come on woman you mean like currently currently like currently who's like super famous is people for example um uh, Capital Bra, I think he has a Ukrainian background. Then you have, um, of course, many with Turkish backgrounds. And the thing is, these are the popular ones. These are the popular. Um, wait, Apache. Apache is um, Apache is one of them, and he has a Turkish background. It's just popular music that you'll make to get money. Okay. Have you seen the Dark, John? Have you seen Dark? It's It's very popular in Turkey, oh. but I haven't I seen haven't even it's just called Dark. Yes, oh. it's a German. My sister is actually playing in it. She's an actress. She, so your sister is an actress in that show? Wonderful. Yeah. Is she um like yeah. a, a main character or is she secondary? Like this the series has like three time levels. Um uh-huh. like future, past and stuff. And she's in play like she's being one of the main characters in the 80s. But she's not, I think she's like in maybe four or five or six episodes, but she's not um, like one of the main, main characters. Wow. Well, that's really cool. I love it. But... Okay, give me a movie that I should watch. A German movie? German one. Yeah, German one. Um, I've, I'm really into art house movies. That's why there's a nice one, which is called uh, Kreuzweg. It's absolutely depressing and and. Uh, like brutal but it's a it's a good one i mean i personally enjoyed it but you i think you need to be kind of into art house or like alternative movies and some some um then there's another one tony adman amazing one is that one was quite popular popular but also uh, there's also uh, like more like an art house movie and a popular german movie i think they're all shit and i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know no, whether okay. i can use these words <laughs> But they're all yeah, okay. German popular movies are. Doesn't shit come from German? Bad. I think it was a German word. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it was. I just always assumed because I, I think it's, it's very legitimate to assume that. As I said, uh, Germans are much much more rude than it might it might seem. <laughs> What, wanna sing a song? A song. A German one. Yeah, of course. I, I can I, I just today I sang I sang a, a a GDR song, which is like a very it's a song for children, but comes from the GDR and it's like so ideological, but it's it's very it's like um when Mutti früher zur Arbeit geht, dann bleibe ich zu Hause. 
Ich bind mir eine Schütze um und feg die Stube aus. And it's like about a little girl that does the housework at home while her mom goes to work, which is like a kind of a GDR thing. But it's very oh cute. It's not so cute. Do you know John? It is very cute. John Sievers? Sievers? No? Jan Sievers. Can I Google that? Do I have a joker? Für den Menschen, der mich über alles liebt. Oh my god, that sounds like very, oh my god. Oh, er mich begleitet, like very... mit mir streitet und vergeht. Oh my god, oh no. Astaghfirullah. This is, uh, this, is, uh, this is very, very bad. This is German Schlager. German, I, I don't think that the world has ever produced a, a worse genre than Schlager. German Schlager is, sorry. What it's, is German like, Schlager? It's, it's just Google it. it. It's basically what you just sang. It's um, cheesy. It's uh, really? it's cheesy, but it's not meaningful. Okay, um, then check this out. Du hast den Farm viel vergessen. Den vergessen. Mein Michael. Nun klappt uns kein Mensch wie Chance wer. This one, this one was the song that Angela Merkel she wanted it as her last, you know, like in the ceremony of farewell, you know, from her being the chancellor. They played this song. That's what I heard it the first time. Which is a really bad because the song is actually about um, violence in in uh, relationships. That bad, this bad. Come on, woman. What is good in German? But no one knows it because it's a bit metaphorical. Ich am Bikini und ich am FKK. But did you say FKK? I think this is something we need to discuss about. If you want to discuss anything about German culture, then FKK. I'm sorry, this is a must. Uh, anyone knows what I'm talking about? FKK? I have no idea what FKK means. Freie Körperkultur, it's like in, in the GDR, it was quite common to go swimming naked publicly. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So this is, a, this is a very Eastern German thing. And it still exists and people are still so, so, so shocked that then when they go to certain beaches and they have these separate, um, you know, like parts that they label as FKK, people are just going, you know, naked into, into the water. They're just like, everybody's naked. Um, And this is, I don't know whether you have anything, I mean, probably not in Turkey. Um, I don't know whether in America there's some, we have some, some kind of... We call them nude beaches and they're a little bit controversial. Yeah. So like, I think you can find a nude beach almost anywhere you are. But like, I remember in my hometown, people would like protest it for some reason. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nude beaches. Yeah, but they're very popular in Germany. I've never seen a nude beaches in Turkey. I would like to see it everywhere. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Germany. You will find in Eastern Germany. Just go to any any beach you will find, or lake you will find one. But it's it's the thing is because it's the older generation. It's not like young, nice, naked buddies. It's more like old, rotten, naked buddies. Oh no! Everybody is beautiful if it's still you. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I would. I think that's a really valid valid point. But I just think that people have very different expectations when they hear like, "Oh, nude beach." Yeah, they hear nudie beach, but it's it's going to be a lot of grandmas. I think a lot of grandpas <laughs> and grandpas. Everything. Yeah. I don't want to see grandpas boobs. <laughs> That should be the title of this episode. I don't want to see grandpa's boobs. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. But skinny dipping sounds like a big part. Well, I guess I don't think skinny, I don't think swimming naked at a nude beach is skinny dipping. Like skinny dipping is more like when you're with your friends at night and you decide to jump in the river and no one is around. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 different. That's different. Yeah, yeah, that's different. But we definitely went skinny dipping as kids. Um, I haven't went skinny dipping since college, though. Okay, shall we continue with questions, Lily? No. I've huh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what is your greatest fear? Myself. Uh, what is your greatest regret? None. What is trait you most deplore in yourself? Um, he is um, a self-absorption. Like I'm very self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. Me too. <laughs> uh, what do you most dislike about your appearance? Um, my um, I'm super white and super uh, fair. Not right now, but usually. Uh, what is your most marked characteristics? Talking. Yeah. No surprise. What do you? What do you consider your greatest achievement? Surviving. Uh, what is the quality you most like in a man? Reflection. What? Reflection. Reflecting. Like self-reflection, thinking about it. Self-reflection, but actually also reflection. I love okay, that just philosophical. <laughs> uh, how would you like to die? Um, uh, happy. Happy, okay. What is that you most dislike in general? In general? Yeah. Um um uh, wait what there's a word for that um d- double standards double standards so you just like people who have double standards yeah including myself <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be my feet feet <laughs> are they too big yeah oh i mean maybe maybe feet feet are difficult to be aesthetic i would say but mine are particularly have have particular potential i'd say which which talent would you most like to have um playing an instrument which one maybe the piano oh no wait drums drums sorry i changed to drums which words or phrases do you most overuse uh, a tr- trans trans transcending and absorbing those are great words i know that's why i overuse them which uh, living person do you most despise to be honest i would say myself i would not be i mean in in a way that i'm very self critical I, I think I would not be as mean to anyone as I am to myself. But I think that's a problem for many people. Okay, describe yourself in three words. Oh, God. Um, in three words. Transcendence, absorption. Except <laughs> um. transorb. Transcendence, absorption, and transcendental absorption. <laughs> I like this one. Um, no, I... Um, I, I don't think that there are, there are three words that would describe me at all. All deceiving. How many words would you like to have? Let's let's make another podcast. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, um, it's difficult because I, I, I'm also like, look, I'm traveling. I, I feel like I'm a different person in any any place. So just give me three words, woman. Man, I'm not well, not like that, bro. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about something. Uh, um, three words. Okay, okay. John, um, would you like to give three words? Yeah, maybe maybe you can do this for yourself. Three words about me? No, about Lily. About Lily? Yes. Okay, I would love to do that more than about myself. Um, Lily seems empowered, uh-huh. independent, uh-huh. and brave. See, was it hard, Lily? It's harder to do about yourself. <laughs> it's very hard. The thing is, I know a lot about myself, you know, and, and it's very, you know, like in the morning, I'm moody. In the evening, I'm hungry, and in the midday, I'm talkative. You know, like it's so. Okay, that was very good answer. Okay, great. Hungry, moody, and talkative. Okay, cool. Thank you. (laughs) I like those. Those are cute. Tell us a very German problem. 
oh this is an amazing question oh I wish I was prepared for this question um a very German problem is um John want to help <laughs> I would say like the the, the um Obsession, obsession about rules and, and guidelines and plans. Is this a problem? I think it's a very good trait. No, I swear this is people, people here in Tanzania, they're, they're dying. I feel, I mean, like Germans, by the way, there are a lot of COVID deniers right now in Tanzania. Um, ah. <laughs> but uh, no, generally speaking, like the, the Germans are dying because you live into the day, you know, you come tomorrow, you come the day after tomorrow, no one cares, but You have to have your plan like, oh, it's the day after tomorrow and I can't, you know, it's, it's, we have uh, this obsession that's very incompatible with many other places and cultures I've been into. Wow. Yeah. I understand. Mm -hmm. Wow. If you weren't afraid of failure, what would you do differently? Damn. Everything. I would study acting. I would uh, write a book. I would uh, publish poetry. I would, um, I, I would do everything, everything. Oh, wow. Damn, I would do so much. You know, you, there are some of those things you can still do. I think it might be too late to study acting, but you could write a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, actually, it's not too late for anything, but uh, no, but I'm too afraid of failure. So I'm just studying my stuff, you know, and landing somewhere. John? If I weren't afraid of failure, yes, I would, yes. I would, ugh. I'd work harder on my TikTok account. That sounds so silly, but it's like I've been making these uh, videos about word origins and language origin and stuff. And I'm already doing it, but my fear of failure holds me back so much. Like I overanalyze it. So I think it might, if I wasn't afraid of failure, I would be like an internet celebrity and influencer and I wouldn't be teaching by the hour you have the potential i swear i do but i'm so, so nice scared. to listen to you <laughs> thank you what should i not i like do? the questions what i like your questions very i don't know where, where you get them from but nice ones thank you uh, what should i not do in the first date when i date a german girl uh, um come don't come late very understandable <laughs> But I don't, I don't think I, I mean, I consider myself as a punctual. I'm very serious in those things. I am like Germans in that sense. Great. That will help you a lot in Germany. What should I not say? Uh, don't, oh, oh um, anything that uh, refers to the Holocaust, because I know that people would, you know, people who have not the education. Don't bring up Holocaust. Yeah, no, but seriously, I'm, I'm saying that because in Germany, this topic is so sensitive and it's not that sensitive in other countries, um, you know, so yeah. people and, and the thing is, I, I know, I swear, I know stories where girls on the first day cried because of this, this topic, you know, I mean, I know, um, I know plenty of American guys that would definitely say that in the stand up community <laughs> world. Um, I do stand up comedy. So in like the stand up community, they are way too comfortable talking about that. So mm, <laughs> don't talk about that in on the first date, at least. What would be your ideal date? Mine. Yes. Um, having good food. But it's not date. I mean, okay, it's part of date. Well, but... you could change that. Sharing good food, and then it's a date. Sharing good food. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Subtle Very language elegant. change. Yeah, uh, um, a good date is is just someone who's not an asshole, you know, and who's not in it. I mean, just someone actually like enjoyable conversation. I don't think that I'm gonna say anything other 
like anything different than any other person just have like fun and it's not necessarily about the spark in the date but it's more about whether you go home with a good feeling or not which country you don't like most um i'm gonna close my ears in case you need to say america thank you um saudi arabia and the gulf states in general i think they don't like you either i feel like that <laughs> it's mutual but i think they don't They don't know about me so much, not yet. Yeah, if they knew, I'm sure they wouldn't love you. Have you been to Saudi Arabia? No, no. I think I, I was actually unsure because I thought as an unmarried woman, I can actually not go alone. But apparently there are some possibilities, but but I wouldn't even try. Can I go there without my husband or because I'm married? Or is it like women cannot go alone? I I mean, right now there, sh- there is supposedly like some, I mean, like this new prince, Salman, is obviously making some some changes, but... I think until very recently it was not possible. Yeah, some some very, uh, yeah. Oh boy. That was an understatement. You know, I did fly through, this is not Saudi Arabia. This is the Emirates. Oh my God, I just realized that. I flew through Dubai and when I flew through there, I still had a belly button ring though. And I had to go to a private room to be searched because I had my belly button pierced. And um, they like, made me go back with a woman who was like wearing full hijab and she like she lifted my shirt up in just the most gentle way like apologized a hundred times and was like I just need to verify that it's a piercing not a bomb or whatever I don't know and um, I hide in my belly button yeah and so it was like a really a really embarrassing experience but it was one of the nicest like airport security because Every other country is I, I got rid of that I don't have that now I think belly button rings are stupid But um, every other country, they just like pat you down and like grab you and they don't think about it. But when I was in the Emirates, they were like very um, careful to treat me as a respectful woman <laughs> with a belly button ring. Country you like most? I think I have my, my heart is very close to Egypt. Uh, if you can say just one sentence to humanity, what would you say? Doomed. It's doomed. This is uh, what you like. This is what happens when you study global studies. Okay. The system is. I love it. <laughs> Last question. Uh, definition of happiness. A definition of happiness. Happiness is sitting in an empty flat in Cairo and listening to people watching old black and white movies and some old Arabic music today playing. Fairuz, do you love her? Fairuz, Fairuz. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing lady. But check out Om Kulthum. Om Kulthum, the mother of music. Yeah, Amazing. The Egyptian diva. The Egyptian diva. They are really good uh, singers. And the lyrics are beautiful. Very poetic. Favorite songs. Like mu- I mean. mu- music-wise, just like per- Persian music, Indian music, Arabic music, and actually every music in the world. But these, oof, yeah. incredible. Like, incredible. I think so. John, I think we are done, right? We're almost out of time. I've had a lovely, lovely time talking with you. M- me too. And uh, as much as it's part of my personality, I'm sorry talk- for, for talking so much. But I think you moderated oh, very well. You moderated very, very well. And you interrupted me very gently. So I thank you so much. It was really a great honor to talk to you. It was a pleasure. It was lovely speaking with you. So nice to meet you, Lily. And... Thank you everyone for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Distant Chatter Podcast. You can follow me on TikTok at Joan Loves Languages. And um, it was lovely to have you all. <laughs> uh, it was lovely talking to you guys. Thank you so much. 
so nice to meet you. And so much uh, like good luck with your with the with the coming guests. <laughs> Thanks. Thank <you. laughs> All right. So let's say goodbye in German then. This is the this is the sweetest word in German. The sweetest word in German is how to say goodbye informally. Tschüss. 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 I like it. Tschüss. All right. Tschüss everybody. Tschüss. Bye bye.